Mum for others. My name is Father Alan Robinson. I'm the parish priest of Corpus Christi in Covent Garden. I've been here about five years and uh, just recently uh, completed the erection of a shrine of Our Lady of Walsingham in the church, uh, which leads me very nicely to talk about someone who lives in Walsingham, and that's Father Augustine Hoey. My association with him began in 1982 when I wasn't a Catholic, I was an Anglican, and I was at the College of the Resurrection in Murfield. And Father Augustine was appointed as my spiritual director. Um, at that time, there was no choice about who you had. A card appeared in your pigeonhole after about your third day explaining who you had to see. And uh, when I told people my spiritual director was Father Augustine Hoey, people said, oh, poor you, isn't that awful? And uh, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Um, but anyway, I duly made an appointment and went to saw him. And uh, I knocked on the door and this voice said, come in, and when I went in, I seemed quite a shock, because this rather elegant-looking gentleman sat behind his desk with a huge crucifix on it, the old high altar crucifix from the church, with a great big rosary wrapped around it. The bed pulled back and a huge rosary on that. It was all rather daunting on my sort of third or fourth day in the college. Anyway, that was my first meeting. And since then, until the last three years I suppose I've seen Augustine every month for the, the whole period so I've, I've got to know him very well and he me um, and he's been my spiritual director and confessor for a great number of years I know Augustine through that, that of course and uh, being on missions with him and doing schools of prayer with him and he's a very, very impressive person, as anyone who knows him will tell you. Wherever Father Augustine has been, on missions, on schools of prayer, he's attracted huge numbers of people. I remember going to Hemsworth in West Yorkshire with him. And uh, the first night, some people came out of curiosity and said, after, we're just coming tonight. And of course, it's rather infectious, and people came night after night after night. It was very interesting to see the effect, the impact it had upon the parish and of course his uh, style of preaching is something uh, which you don't hear very often these days it's very dramatic and you could say slightly artistic but very very compelling indeed and Augustine can preach about almost anything and make it seem so obvious and you say to yourself why didn't I think of that I mean it's just so simple and straight to the heart of the matter I owe Augustine a huge amount as a priest. He's been this constant companion who's helped me so enormously through easy times and times have been rather tough. And uh, he's always been there for me and always has tremendous advice. But of course the heart of his whole life, uh, when we talk about a man now who's uh, approaching a hundred at the end of uh, 2015, the heart of his life, the thing that's consistent in his life, of course, is his life of prayer. He's always been a huge prayer, whether it's within the community, in Murfield, um, in Sunderland, whether he's been in South Africa, uh, when he's setting up a, a flat in Manchester as a sort of hermitage, praying in the middle of uh, you know, sort of quite a deprived area. 
the routine is always the same, there's huge amounts of prayer and it's that which has been the consistent thing within his life and now in his hundredth year he still rises very early and spends about three hours in front of the Blessed Sacrament Con celebrates a public mass, goes from church to church saying the divine office, praying for the unity of Christians and that's really the heart and answer to everything for Augustine he's a great prayer and he always says you know there are thousands of books about how to pray, but the only way to learn how to pray is to pray. It's just to get on with it. It's like a cookery book. You can buy so many cookery books, in the end, you just have to go in the kitchen and just get on with it and start cooking. One of his greatest ways of praying, of course, is the prayer of intercession. And Father Augustine prays for countless numbers of people every day. I and mean, it's no wonder he has to spend so long in front of the rest of the sacrament praying for people. Um, Father Augustine, like myself, is a convert and we met in an Anglican college um, but he'd struggled and I'd struggled and I have to say when I was ordained as a deacon in the Anglican church I mean I had about what we might call Roman fever before that I'd been to Rome and, uh, and I'd been learning more and more about the primacy of Peter and visiting St Peter's in the January before my Anglican ordination as a deacon in June really just set the cat among the pigeons and I came back knowing I was doing the wrong thing and I went ahead with it but I knew within weeks and within weeks I was talking to the local Catholic priest when I was in Colchester about you know, my future life and uh, then saw the Bishop of Brentwood and then I moved to London and saw Cardinal Hume and the rest is history really but Father Augustine was also received into the church by Cardinal Hume and, and ordained by him too and I can see when I look at the children they're very much kindred spirits very similar people very similar temperaments very similar spiritualities and they really hit it off together and uh, Cardinal Hume received Augustine and Ordainy very soon afterwards of course I think it's fair to say that Father Augustine isn't teaching anything differently now to what he taught before because he's always tried to teach what is the teaching of the Catholic Church it's just that both he and I and many other people were in completely the wrong place and so he's just carried on with this incredible ministry drawing people to the Lord but now within the Catholic Church when Father Augustine was young he made his first pilgrimage to Walsingham that was the Anglican Shrine, Father Hope Patton was running that and there was really very little, it was mainly just the Holy House I think and that's where his great love affair with Our Lady began and when he was ordained as an Anglican he made a promise they would always mention Our Blessed Lady in every homily that he preached and the relationship between him and Our Lady has grown and grown and flourished for the last few years he was talking to some of us and saying he felt he had to go and follow this call and we asked him what it was and then he felt he had to go and live the rest of his life in Walsingham close to Our Lady and praying for the unity of Christians at the feet of Our Blessed Lady and all of us thought he was rather crazy because he was living with little sisters of the poor 
where everything was very beautiful and there's a chapel and all the washing and ironing and the cooking and everything was done. Here's a man now in his early 90s who wants to leave all that behind and start a new life. Anyway, the pull was too much and he prayed and prayed about it. Eventually he decided he had to go. So in January 2014, on the Feast of the Epiphany, he made the move from the little city of the poor in Vauxhall to go and live as a hermit, really, in Walsingham, in a house which someone very kindly purchased for him. So he now lives alone and uh, spends a lot of time in prayer and people go and visit him, go and see him, talk about their life, spiritual direction. But he spends a lot of time in silence. And as I said earlier, going to various churches with his office book, saying the office for the intention of the unity of Christians. Father Augustine, through his very long and varied ministry, has been an incredibly faithful companion to people, to many hundreds, if not thousands of people. And I know from what people have said to me, he's saved the lives, literally the life of ministry, but also the lives of a lot of people, just by being there, praying for them, and finding the time to listen and to respond to their situation. I mean, he really has been a tremendous gift to the church, and we should all be very grateful for him, and pray for him as he prays for all of us.